Hi, everybody, and welcome to my podcast. It is Priscilla. I know I haven't uploaded in a while, but I have just been really busy with school and a lot of things, and I've just been not doing great lately, and I felt like I need to take a break from this podcast, which is why I'm kind of happy it's not the most serious thing right now. So today we're going to be talking about Bridgerton. This was a smash hit for Netflix. I mean, it went crazy. It was on the top 10 charts for months after it was released. And I personally love this show. And the way I watch TV shows that I will watch the stuff I find interesting first. And I will go back and actually watch the show. And I feel like with this show too, there were so many, so many very, very passionate scenes let's call them that because I don't want to get monetized but so many passionate scenes that I just feel like I skipped a lot of it because all the storylines were not interesting to me but at the same time a lot of the important conversations were happening after and stuff you would skip would actually end up being important so when I was watching the show a second time I realized there was a lot of things that was wrong with the show now this show was under Shondaland and one thing about Shonda she loves her interracial couples she loves them so much. There is nothing, like, do not say this wrong. There is nothing wrong with interracial relationships. If I, Nothing wrong with it. My only thing is you don't need to bring down people of your race to uplift people of another, which is something, that's my only thing. I find no problem with interracial relationships. Love who you love. Like, what does race have to do with anything? Race is not a preference. I don't believe that. I believe in preferences, but I don't believe race can be a preference because that's that's really weird to me. Like, Okay, I don't want to date somebody who wants who has kids. That's fine. There's stuff like that. But I don't want to date somebody because they're this race. That's weird to me. But let's get into Bridgerton. So first thing, race. The black people, they use Queen Charlotte because if you don't know the whole conspiracy about Queen Charlotte is like, she's this queen who basically people thought that she has African ancestry if she was either like mixed race or black and she was married to King George III. And so they used her as the black woman and bl- and it was brought up by Lady Danbury that black people were only accepted by the society because a black woman married the white king i mean that racism was still an issue with in lady danbury's time meaning this whole concept of race and discrimination against black people was still very much alive we should have still been very much alive because if there's anything we know it takes a while to get over things like this we're still dealing with racism in the world even though slavery was outlawed probably about 100 years ago hundreds of years not hundreds but like right after the civil war and um and like segregation has been outlawed since 1970s 1960s so we should know that race issues don't go away that fast and at that only even though it was supposed to be this revolutionary society where all people of color could be at the top there were only three of the main characters were black simon the queen and lady danbury and if we're being honest, Lady Bambury and the Queen were minor major characters. Like, they were important to the storyline, but not really. Like, we could have done without them there. We could have done without the Queen. We can have done with Lady Danbury, though. It's weird. And also, one thing I need to know, and Hollywood needs to get through their skull, is that having Black and white people does not equal diversity. There were no Asian people, no Arab people, no Hispanic or Indonesian main or background characters. 
or very obvious ones. They might have had white passing ones, but there were no very obvious ones. And there were no members of the LGBTQ community. There were, but it was very much queer baiting where they were hinting to us, but they would never directly tell us. They did it to appease members of the fan base and the people who wanted to watch the show. And it was, it was very much annoying to me. Okay. Now, let's get into the colorism. And for people who don't know what colorism is, colorism is basically the nephew to racism. It's basically the idea. It's not an idea. It's the structure. It's the reality that people of lighter skin or people who look closer to whiteness, even though they're people of color, will get treated better or more equal than a person who is darker. So a Zendaya is treated better and is going to get more acting opportunities than a Lupita Nyong'o or Jodie Smith-Turner. So to get into the colorism issue in this show, all the black people who are main characters are either light-skinned or biracial. Like, this is my problem when I personally believe that biracial people can identify as black, but they should also be able to be free to identify as whatever other race they are. The only, if you're white and black, the problem is if people are white and black, for some reason, they can never identify as white and they only have to identify as white, black or biracial. People who are Blasian identify as Asian and black. I, Jeanette, A, Aiko, most of them do. So people who tend to be mixed race of two different ethnicities, which when one is not white, tends to claim both ethnicities. But when the white part is involved, I find that they don't. And I feel like that's very problematic because when people start calling biracial people black, we see in Hollywood, that they are chosen as the black people they are represented especially with the women you very rare to see a dark-skinned woman on tv as a leading role it's very much just not it's not that it's not a thing but it's very much not a thing because they use this these biracial women kind of as an appeasing gift that oh you want a diversity here's your diversity anyways the darker-skinned people in this show are all evil people or like bad people except for lady danbury who's basically a high class mammy but the thing is the lady who plays lady danbury is biracial in real life she's a black per- she's black passing but she's biracial in real life her mother is white and her father is black so she's biracial in real life so <sighs> um black people in general in the show except for simon Simon was the only one who could be portrayed in the negative light, and even he had some very bad qualities that people are just not willing to talk about. Um, yeah, but because he was like the lover boy, he was supposed to be our Prince Charming. He's our Edward Cullen of the show, so he can't be portrayed in a bad light, but they were all portrayed negatively. For example, Marina, she was pregnant out of wedlock, which I don't believe, I wouldn't, I couldn't do it, but which meant, but in that time, you were basically the lowest of the low. You weren't, you were shunned from society. And they tried to marry her off to rich old white men who wouldn't care that she's having kids that aren't theirs because they just want a legacy. And they also, she was also a manipulator. And I'm not excusing this by her waist, but this is the writer saying she was a manipulator. She tried to manipulate Colin and it was just, it was a lot. So my third major issue, I basically have three major issues, which is race, colorism, and this is my third major issue, consent. Daphne raped Simon. Like, if you watch that scene, it's very obvious that once she, it was very much obvious that, like, 
he wanted her to stop like his stutter when she when she was finished his stutter came back and like if you read the books you know that his stutter only comes back in situations where like he's uncomfortable he's angry he's sad he can't express his emotions even if you watch the tv show in that scene where he can talk fluently very fluently but when he talked to his dad because his dad just made him so like you know and he just he his his stutter came back and that just shows that that was that was rape and because I feel like because it's a man, because he's attractive, people are not willing to believe that it was right. Let's start with number one. He made it clear for to her from day one that he can have kids. Now, I understand he manipulated her, but I believe this is something they just sat down and had a conversation about because even though he even though he could have kids, he didn't want kids. He was raised in a toxic environment, so you have to understand where he was coming from. That... I, I don't agree with his manipulation and his and him using Daphne's naivety, but she should not have been surprised when he did not want kids. And that's part of the reason why he like basically tried to cut her off after he found after what she did. Now let's get into some of the casting. This apparently the show apparently was supposed to be an attempt at colorblind casting. Like if you don't know what colorblind casting is, basically where you cast people based on their talent. You don't look at race dynamics cast people based on talent so for example if you guys know brandy cinderella the queen was black the king was white and their son was asian they never brought it up that is a good example of colorblind casting this was horrible because number one it's very obvious that they were only choosing black and white actors even at that the actors were all light-skinned so it's very obvious that although they colorblind casted they really didn't um they barely touched on any of the severe issues that was going on in this show this show is this show is the direct representation of when people on twitter are like they bring up an issue and then they say but you aren't ready for that discussion like they touched on the race but they didn't go deep into it like Lady, like, it, I feel like this is one of those shows where it's a hit, a hit or miss in a sense that you either go deep into these issues or you ignore that they're a thing or pretend they aren't a thing at all. And that pretending they aren't a thing at all isn't a bad thing. And shows need to realize that. Sometimes people just want to escape. And that's part of the reason why if you're not a person of color, even if you are, if you even if you are not a person of color and you can see these issues, people don't really care because they're like, oh, it's just a TV show, it's friendly, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And one other thing I want to touch on is that Hollywood has been um, normalizing toxic relationships. We see the passion. We see the guy's hot. The girl is hot. Like, there's some relationships that we stand, but they are very toxic. And others that we just we know are toxic we just don't care like after after that relationship between tessa and i don't remember what his name was but if you know after like based on the wattpad it's it's very much a toxic relationship and people know it but what's it called but this show like edward and bella toxic they're a toxic relationship but people don't care because that's their childhood they're never going to admit that that show is toxic that's why <sighs> Daphne and it's 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 the passion we 
I don't want to go around calling everything toxic, but that passion is there and they solve all their issues not in a healthy way. They, it, it was very much a toxic relationship because he locked her out. They didn't have good communication at all in their relationship. And he made it, he made his things clear from day one. And she just kept trying and trying and trying. Like I can change him. I can change him. That is, although it works for her, that is very unrealistic in real life. And that is a very, very like unrealistic thing to hope for that you can change a man just by dating him, that you have to be God sent to that man for you to be able to change him. Because Daphne changing Simon was, took a, a lot from her because first of all, he didn't want to get married at all. He wanted to be a playboy and die alone so that he would his father's genes could not live on through him. And he told Daphne from day one, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. They both caught feelings, but she knew she didn't want he didn't want to get married. Okay. He likes you, he loves you, whatever. That is fine. But then just because they were caught kissing, and I get this is a different time, just because they were caught kissing, he's forced to duel her. And because she doesn't want her brother to die. And he doesn't want his best friend to die. They decide, oh, let's get married because he stained Daphne, according to Aaron. I don't remember the firstborn. It's it's very, very, very weird. <clears throat> it was very weird. Like how she was like, I can change him. I can change him. She kept like, she kept trying to change this man. And if this is real life, a lot of men do not want to be changed. And I, I the show is very... Production quality, amazing. Like, I don't even care about all the historical accuracy stuff that a lot of people are mad about. I feel like there's more issues than that. The race stuff, the fact that they would, like, I feel like this is just a show where it's supposed to be this extravaganza. And it's a thing where if they want to talk, talk about LGBTQ issues, like they tried to do with Benedict or whatever his name was, they tried to do the LGBTQ issues they tried to talk about race, but they they didn't they didn't even scratch the surface. Like you know when when not even a dent, not a scratch on the surface. It was it was it was a horrible attempt at like colorblind casting. The actors were good, but at the same time, sometimes it felt like there was no chemistry. And I just feel like the show could have been so better. And I expected more from Shonda because Shonda, if you guys don't know who she is. Again, Shondaland is like this entire ABC production thing. You have Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Station 19, um, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. They're all under Shondaland. So Shondaland is, is, is a big deal, but Bridgerton could have been way better. I feel like it could have, it, it could, it, it was, the entire idea was this extravaganza based on Julia Quinn's books. The Duke and I, I think, is the what the first one is called. And I finished reading it, and I always recommend reading the book after versus before because you know what's going to happen at the end of the book a lot of the times. But reading the book can fill in a lot of the plot holes that you couldn't, you didn't realize were in the movie in the first place, which is why I tend to read books after watching the movie. I did it for To All the Boys. I did it for The Kissing Booth. I That's what I always do. I'm... Will always recommend reading the book after watching the movie. So yeah, um, everything wrong with, I think is actually gonna become a series. I think the everything wrong with series I'm gonna make 
I have a couple of shows. I think I want to do Ginny and Georgia is one I'm really looking forward to. It's a series I actually very enjoyed, but you can like something with and critique it at the same time. I do Glee. Um, I may do Red Table Talk. It doesn't all have to be like Netflix shows or just TV shows in general. I could do movies. Just give me ideas, guys. And I'm thinking also about creating an Instagram for this podcast specifically because I feel like it's something I want to go more into. Just give me some ideas. I had a bunch of ideas lined up. And I'm thinking also about doing more medical stuff because that was kind of the idea going into this, that we could do more that I could do more medical stuff and more informative stuff while also doing passion things like this on the side. So give me your opinion and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to my podcast.